Dane and Derek is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. You can find content warnings in the episode description. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I, at some point, I will visit Colorado, and hopefully we can go to Lucille's. Oh, um, that'd be so nice. Yeah, I keep, I keep setting time, and then things get in the way, and then I put it off. Uh, do you, hopefully do you think eventually. about that cage and catch up, Derek? I does do. It, does it visit but... you in your dreams? I do, and but more than that, I think the the French press coffee and beignets call to me, also and I don't good. I don't really like sugar that much, um, but those two things call me often. Also, I've I've had like maybe half of the things on the menu, and I kind of want to try everything else on the menu. Mm, um, you're braver than me. I just get farmers eggs every time. I haven't That's had farmers fun. eggs ever. From there, and I and I really want to do that. I, it's I, everything I on the menu it. in one mash. Maybe <laughs> that's the maybe that's the hack. It's uh, the answer. <laughs> well, actually, what we we're talking about pre-intro the show actually kind of ties into today's episode, um, which leave for it those in. listening. Uh, 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 this is the Dayton Derek show. We're, we're we're back with our great friend Will Cordell. Uh, I'm Derek. And, I'm Dane. Uh, Say hi, Will. That's Dane. Say hi, Will. Hello. And that's Will. Uh, our our science buddy, uh, who 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 does cool stuff and 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 does awesome things and is really funny, <laughs> one of the funniest people I know. Um, but recipes, recipes and good food—that's something that we did a lot in high school and something that we still do a lot of and something that we fondly talk about. Your legendary pizzas. Yeah, uh, I will say this: Will is one of the best home cooks I know. For yeah. Sure. Um. He is what I strive to be as a home cook, Same. for sure. There is um, an effortlessness as well as a seemingly level of just like outward, I know what I want to try to do with this, and you just kind of do it. It's 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 magic, pure magic. I like making your life hard in the kitchen. So. I like watching yes. you in the kitchen, just like observing how you make the pizza. Because like you're, you make such... A particular crust with the pizza that I don't know how to describe it, but it's some some of the best crust I, I've had, and I love eating crust, uh, which is it's a statement, but yeah, yeah. I think the for me at least because uh, mostly working just with like a uh, a regular oven uh, that most people have can go up to like five hundred, five fifty. I kind of just go with what's referred to as like the bar style pizza where uh, you're just rolling out the crust as thin as you can possibly get it and then just putting toppings, you know, as close to the edges you're comfortable with without causing a fire in your house. <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. But yeah. yeah what are some favorite good. recipes? A, a new one, actually, that I just started this week that my roommate told me about uh, was Japanese udon noodles. Um, so wow. he's got a wok that's really nice, but the, the way you do it, you can put in whatever vegetable or, or uh, meat you want. I chose to do it vegetarian, but the base of it is a stick of butter, two heads of garlic, and uh, the secret sauce, which is dashi stock powder that you put directly into it. Um, you then sort of fry that until the, the garlic is golden, and then you toss all your noodles in it, and you can fry whatever veggies you want with it. And that is amazing. Wow. 
Yeah, that sounds pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. When did you start cooking, Will? <laughs> uh, I think when I started cooking is probably middle school when I was tired of my dad burning dinner. To this day, we still joke that whenever he's making burgers, he's making hockey pucks for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess, because, yeah, I remember you, like, the first time eating pizza at your place was, like, freshman year of high school. So I was like, yeah, when did you start? That's, that is pretty young. Um for you to like actually be making like meals because like i mean like i started air quotes cooking but like that just meant i i just learned how to boil pasta you know like yeah you know oh yeah don't get me wrong i was still you know becca would still make me lunches probably up until the end of middle school and after that was really when it started like cooking on my own time yeah 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 because like i didn't start like cooking to like make the food taste good until college probably. Um, but that's cause I was lucky enough that my mom was a pretty good cook. So right. um, yeah. 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 I say for me, it was after college. Uh, once I had money to buy actual groceries. Uh, <laughs> uh, Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like, prior to college yeah knowing how to cook pasta a lot of just salted pasta i ate in college Uh, um, yeah and knowing how to cook rice in a rice cooker was the other thing i knew how to do uh so a lot of salted rice uh but i think there's a lot of things you can do with you know your starch base whether that being pasta or rice and then just very simple things you can add on top of it so Mm. For me, a relatively cheap meal that I do sometimes with rice um, is you, you cook and season your rice, you know, with a little bit of sugar, salt, uh, and rice vinegar. And then on top, um, there was a, a dish that I had at a ramen restaurant in uh, Boston, but I just made it easier. You can just effectively cook some bacon and then season it with soy sauce, ginger, and garlic. And you put that on top of some scallions and a fried egg, and that's a meal. So that's really easy. Wow, that sounds that delicious. Sound good. And then for like pasta, if you wanted to just make it a little better than, uh, you know, sort of salted pasta, you can just cook a couple cherry tomatoes in a pan with a little bit of olive oil, and then you just throw your pasta in there, and you can toss it with a little bit of salt and pepper, and it's a really easy, uh, very creamy sauce, actually, if you emulsify it with like a little bit of butter as well. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I've done that one. Um See, you guys are. I, I'm uh, as of recording right now. I I um I haven't eaten yet today, so I, I oh this is this is gonna be a tough conversation for me. Is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably eat right after this. Oh hell yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't eaten either, but I also haven't eaten since two days ago. What, Derek? Uh, what the fuck? Are you doing intermittent fasting, bud, or are you just that but also like i've i've learned that if i don't eat before like eight o'clock at night i get like really sick and i and i can't like go to bed so i was working don't late on some projects before eight o'clock don't Wait. eat before no no so sorry if i don't eat if i eat after like eight oh I see. yeah okay. yeah if i eat too late in the day and that's what happened was i just was busy working 
I like bought groceries, so I had the intention of cooking. I just didn't get around to it. And by the time I realized it was nine o'clock, ten o'clock, I was like, "Oh, I should just go to bed, and then I'll eat breakfast. I'll make some cereal." I've, I've had days like that in the lab where you know you're so busy and focused on something, you just kind of forget to eat lunch and yeah. just have a quick dinner and then go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't think I've gone two two days without eating. I would probably die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you are both stronger than me. I I do not function super well if I don't eat pretty regularly. Well, Dan, I think you probably have a particularly uh, unique view of what you need to eat based on the, the diet you have to maintain. Yeah. 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 No, there's that. And it's, mm, it's tricky. It's tr- It's tough to, um, not get hungry quickly. Yeah. Uh, cause uh, I, I think I've gone over this on the show before, but basically I, I eat very few, uh, carb heavy meals uh in a week uh gluten and starch based meals in particular um so it like my meals tend to be pretty heavy on like fats and proteins for the bulk of the calories and then like tons of vegetables and fruits um which on the one hand is great and when i eat that way i feel like way healthier and better because that's what my body needs but um, if like this morning, if I, I, let's say I ate pretty typical breakfast of mostly fruit and maybe some yogurt or something like I'll be, I'll be hungry again by 11 easily. Um, just because like my body will just tear through it, even if it's the right number of calories or whatever. Um, but yeah. And also like, I just can't, I am. I think about food way more than I wish I did. It's getting better as I get better at this whole thing. But like the fact that I have to like keep track of calories and the number of carbs I've, I've had and um, how many carbs I can have in a week, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's like, it's really hard to miss a meal. Like literally just because I, I've been thinking about it so hard, you mm. know, um, which is weird. It's a weird way to eat. It's cause it's not at all. Like I used to, like I used to just eat until I was full and happy and then move on with my day. Like, wait until i was hungry again but strange getting older sucks um <laughs> i have had fun trying to make recipes that fit your diet though that is always fun to figure out yeah yeah it's a weird challenge because like most of c- cuisine is starch in a thing you know like oh yeah i already described two delicious ones oh yeah absolutely um so the funny so the funny thing is i eat like more meat than I used to. Uh, so when I get to eat carbs, like, like it used to be like, if I was like really like gunning for like a nice meal at a restaurant, I'd be like, ah, oh, maybe I'll get a steak or something, you know? And now I'm like, no, maybe, yeah, I'm like, give me <laughs> the best starch you have, you know, like just like, uh, I, and make it vegetarian. If you bring me any cut of meat, I will throw that plate back at your face. Um, it's kind of hilarious. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, so like no went, Korean barbecue, huh? No, God, <laughs> no. Um, like I went to uh, an Italian place with Gracie over the weekend and had pasta for the first time in like a, a hot minute. And I was like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever had. 
Um, you know, and it was just like, it was just pasta, like handmade pasta in a vodka sauce, like no big deal, but just changes, uh, changes what's like tastes really, really good. Um, yeah. And I will say, um, I don't know how much you guys know about how much like sugar is in American food in particular. Um, oh, but like, I can, yeah, it's a lot, but like I can taste it now in a way I couldn't before. Oh, well, yeah, we've certainly become desensitized to the sugars, the artificial sweeteners, and all those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember. It was uh, – oh, Gracie got McDonald's for some reason. I was just, I was just fucking curious. Like I was like, uh-huh. like a sip of a Coke isn't going to kill me, right? Like, um, And I tried it, and I ga- – like it was – like yeah. I was – like literally like I was overwhelmed. Um, it's definitely saccharine. Like it's just kind of yeah. – yeah yeah i mean like i mean like i I, yeah like (laughs) there's a reason why the only soda i can really drink is ginger beer well yeah Uh, because there's all that kick to it if you get a a real ginger beer you know right yeah there's that spice it's it's not so like syrupy like uh like a coke or a pepsi um yeah but it was like it was i i try i was curious so I, i also tried um the bun of her burger and oh. i was like this tastes like cake like yeah. i was like sweet yeah i was like this huh. is i do not like this oh the other one that got me is um when i was flying back from florida uh i had a layover in atlanta uh like a long layover like a four-hour layover and Ooh, so fun. i went and got food somewhere and I, I was just like i i can i can have iced tea at like a restaurant so i was like oh you had some sweet tea oh god <laughs> i forgot i fucking forgot and so i, I didn't say unsweetened and yeah. so they bring me the 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 sweet tea and it looks like normal iced tea and i took tried it i took a huge gulp and then i was just i thought it was gonna be sick and the the waitress hadn't even like fully walked away i felt so bad because i knew i made like a, this horrible face um yeah oh man i i I think that might be my literal least favorite, th- like little pet peeve, least favorite thing about the South, which is just, I don't like their sweet tea deal. I don't like it. I, I don't like that. That's the default. I mean, you, you have that to counter what is sometimes heavier or saltier foods. So it sort of refreshes the palate in a way. Does it? Does it though? It does. It feels like I'm drinking maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it, to a person who's had their entire life, as clearly has been shown by you, and then, you know, you're switching between that and something fairly hearty, first thing that comes to mind is uh, shrimp and grits. Oh, that would be really good with iced tea. Huh. Well, with I've plain iced tea, grits. yeah, that sounds great. Like, yeah, no. Huh. It might uh, kill yeah. me quickly, but, like, uh, southern food on the whole is, mm, love it. Like, it's so good. <laughs> It's not that's not the problem. Huh. Yeah, I, I had gone to New Orleans recently. Um, I want to go to some from it. Um, but every day, uh, I just went and got a different po' boy from around the area. It's just oh. so good. Hell yeah! It's such oh, a good man. idea. I love a good po' boy, and I really want to go to New Orleans just for the food. Um, you know, every now and then I watch that movie Chef, and I. Oh, like, yeah. And I just like cry over how much I want a Cubano sandwich. <laughs> and oh, then I think I, you want Derek my son oh, in Colorado. 
Yes, there we go. I'll, Oof, I'll buy all the ingredients. We'll have a feast. That's fine. A feast of yeah. champions. I, I think... will. Oh, sorry, Derek. Sorry. No, you go. You go, Dan. Oh, I was just thinking. Like, I got back from Iceland pretty recently, mm-hmm. um, and I ate really good food there. Uh, but that's because I just we just went to good restaurants. Um, their cultural food leaves something to be desired. I will. I will say. Well, um, please describe it to us, Dave. Fermented shark. Ah, okay. Oh. I, I was only aware of that being a Swedish thing, so the fermented fish stuff. Yeah, transport and all that. Um, or uh, their fish mash on toast. Um, just the avocado toast of the Icelands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a lot of like really strong fish. Um, they have like a pretty good tradition with lamb and. If you like dense breads, also very good. But like, it's like this is not a culinary capital. Like that's fine. It, um, it's hearty food. It's hearty food, and also very clearly like, how can we make this food last as long as we possibly can? Yeah. Um, and make it taste like something, anything, you know. <laughs> um. Yeah, oh. I, I will also say that there's. I did have. German food also leaves a little something to be desired. It's just like stock. Yes. Shots fired. Just giving it. You'll find really good food there. And like schnitzel is good, but um, you know, again, it's like, it's nice hearty breads. Uh, Beer is great there. Um, Yeah. My, my roommate Zach spent like a few weeks in Germany and he talked about how one of the best meals he had was like a kebab late at night in germany so yeah keep an eye out for people with kebabs oh we're, we're going to the pubs yeah oh for. yeah yeah i will say it's um in the same way that like if you're in the american southwest your latinx food is just going to get better yeah. um like in germany you can find great french and italian food like really good um just because it's right fucking there like you know yeah and also people are close enough that they can tell the difference. Um, real croissant. Yeah. So like <laughs> when you're over there, we'll like go find a good Italian place. Go find like you'll be you'll be able to. It'll be great. Uh, I'll take a peek around. My boss was uh, we were both trying to find apartments at the same time. And my boss shot me a message after I showed him where I was going. He's like, oh, there's a nice sushi place down the road that we should go to. And I'm like, we're in Germany, dude. Why do you want to get sushi? Yeah. All these other options. I will say, do not try the Latin food. Don't even don't, don't bother. Don't fuck with I, that. The I Japanese mean, stuff, maybe. But I mean, being from Colorado and Wisconsin, I haven't exactly had good Latin food anyway. Yeah, you whenever... can get really good Latin food in Denver if you go. Yeah, I don't think I've had it. Denver's pretty. Like Colorado is pretty good i know that there's an, a war between new mexico and colorado for who has the better mexican food green chili like Latin is food. the big and the yeah, green i know the green chili yeah. stuff but like yeah the green chili war is in full swing now that's not latinx in my mind no, no. yeah I, i've had more good stuff when i was down in living in durango yeah um, that i would believe yeah which yeah but that was just like street food 
you know, mm-hmm. and also just like some of the Native American food down there. So fucking good. I miss fry bread every goddamn uh, day. What's I miss fry it. bread? It's, 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 so good. it's just it's just a, a um, uh, I believe in their case, it's a no, it's not a Navajo tradition. Um, um, but it's just it might be enough. I can't remember exactly which one I had, but they in the four corners area. Uh, the native folk have a, a tradition of, of fried bread. It varies between the tribes and whatnot. Every everybody's grandma has the best recipe, of course. Um, and it is ju- it's exactly what it says on the tin. It's fried. It's fried bread. Um, I don't know exactly how they make it, but it's different than anything else I've ever had. And it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. And you can like put you know green chili and um you know carnitas on it and it's fucking great you can cover it in cinnamon sugar and it's also fucking great right like and you cannot get it in like most i don't know where to get it anymore like la probably but that's because la is one of the biggest cities in the world right like (laughs) you can definitely get it there but like i don't know where to get it now and i am routinely furious about that these look almost like savory beignets they look a little denser yeah yeah it's it, it's in the beignet tradition it's in the sopapilla tradition it's in the, what if <laughs> you know it's in the it's also in the donut tradition it's the fried bread right it's just theirs and Battle it's cards. super fucking good and sometimes some of uh some of the music students who were native would just show up with just bags of it because you know their grandmother just was on a tear <laughs> over the weekend was just like please take it get rid of it I, we, we have too much you know and i was like fuck yes and then i'd go home and i'd eat that like every day for a week and it was the fucking greatest and now that part of my life is over um we'll make a road uh, trip down there dane god a i do remember making that road trip it's it's a nice it's a nice drive as far as drives go, you know. Yeah. There's one canyon in, in mind that is very pretty going down, where you're Wolf coming Creek, over probably. the peak of the hill and you're kind of looking over everything. That is gorgeous. Rest of it quite boring. Yeah. Well, that's most road trips. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, road trips though, road trips are fun. I've been itching to drive long, um, as of late, but. I don't know. After after taking a fourteen hour drive to Colorado and back, I would not not recommend. Yeah. But you do you. But I did I, mean, a, I did an eighteen eighteener yeah. to uh, Portland. Oh wow, you have me beat, Over, Dane. I did. Yeah. I did a seventeen from Ohio to Colorado. Oof. Um, Oof. Yeah, At and least, that was yeah on day two where I did another seventeen from from Boston to Ohio. Uh, damn yeah it was bad uh in that old car too oh fucking uh, i'm glad you lived yeah me too i'm glad you have a new car yeah me too <laughs> um but going back to food i think the big thing for me that got me back into cooking was when i got incredibly homesick being away from colorado um and just kind of being in a place where like I didn't have access to get any of like the comfort foods I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And so I learned how to cook those while I was away. And since moving to LA and having a lot more access to those foods, I've noticed 
I not only cook them less, but when I do cook them, I, I, it's almost always because I know there's going to be people over, which I thought was interesting. Um, whether so it's what's your go-to comfort thing? I go for my go-to comfort thing. It's probably the easiest meal I make. It's spam fried rice with eggs, with scrambled Ooh, eggs. Sounds good. And then the other good. thing I make is like, I'll make like a soup dish. It's called sinigang. It's like got okra, pork, a sour tamarind soup base, onions, tomatoes, and taro or daikon root in it. And that is like one of those things where like when I make it, it's like it feeds like 16 people. Um, hmm. So it's really hard to store as a result, but it's like, it's like a really great like, sour thing to go with whatever sweets and savory things people bring to like a potluck those are like my two big recipes otherwise i uh, i don't know as of late i got really into canned sardines when i moved out here um and i've discovered the beauty that is canned sardines and steamed rice with with a uh, seaweed um because there's good there's good tinned fish out there right yeah oh yeah fish is incredible out here like like i love getting like raw fish and just and fried fish all kinds of fish like i love eating fish out here it is it is so good um taking advantage of it before they're all gone in 2028 um rest and rip i guess but also uh yeah there's also a fish market out here that I've been meaning to go to, um, like in the harbor that area. That would be an experience. Yeah, I've really wanted to go and just like get some nice like sushi grade fish and try to make some like sashimi or something. But I've been saying that for four years and I've yet to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Will? Do you have comfort recipes anymore, or is the comfort in the like more experience experimentation stuff? Um, I think the comfort recipe for me is probably red sauce or pesto. It's one mm. of the two things Ooh. I make with Becca and Bill. Um, so every time I go back to Colorado, they show me all the basil and all the tomatoes I make. So Becca, usually I help make the pesto, but I'm the final taste tester. And then Herbert has become the, sorry, Herbert's my father. Becca's my mother. Um, <laughs> Herbert has become the red sauce man. Becca's the pesto woman. <laughs> fair enough it sounds yeah. like a fun superhero family combo but yeah pesto is super easy to make and it's just like pine nuts garlic basil uh parjan cheese salt and olive oil and you just blitz it really so, that's it yeah it's really good mm-hmm. holy and shit so, red yeah. sauce i i make one particular version that i call the harlot sauce it's just very spicy um mm-hmm. It is uh, garlic, onions, a lot of crushed red pepper, uh, tomatoes, and red wine. That's pretty much it. And they just blend it. Mm. Yum. So, but that goes good on anything. Yeah. It's pizza, pasta. I haven't tried it on rice. Do you drink it? I have not. It, it, it's, it consists, the pesto is not very liquid. <laughs> The uh, red sauce is kind of sludge, so I don't think I would drink it. Fair, fair, fair. Dane, what about you? Comfort foods? Comfort things? Uh, before I had to change to the diet, um, it was definitely like... I loved making like ramen or 
a couple different types of pastas. Um, usually like that with like tomato and mozzarella. And then I'd love to uh, do like fried chicken and waffles. Um, Delish. Yeah. Oh. And a lot of those things I still love, um, but I eat them very, very sparingly these days. Um, also just waffles and crepes and things like that in general or other favorites. Um, now, uh, eating is not as much fun these days. Uh, <laughs> no. I do a, I do a steak and asparagus dish pretty re- regularly. That's pretty good. Um, also, I, I have a more, a greater appreciation for just individual uh, things that are just really good on their own. Like, like fresh good mozzarella cheese is just fucking good oh, and i really yeah. like it and like blueberries are mm. my fucking friend and you know they i eat those all the time so it's like weird and, and a little different um this isn't a dish i make but my close friend and roommate Kristen figured out how to make biscuits um with almond flour that are just as fluffy as like like they're not that far off from the lucille's biscuit and she also figured out how to do like a biscuits and gravy without a normal flour in the gravy um and anytime she makes that i i am very very happy uh because usually she over makes the biscuits and i get to have those for breakfast for a few days so very nice yeah share that uh almond flour biscuit recipe yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. I think she uses just a little bit of, like, I think it's like a, like an eighth or a quarter cup of normal flour just to get the. You, you need something to bind it all together. Yeah, just to bind it. But like when you do that, like the carb level is is, you know, lower than some pieces of fruit. So. So, Dan, you know. what I had done recently when I had a bunch of friends over, mm. unfortunately not you, we had waffles and then I made Japanese fried chicken. Oh um, damn which is uh, smaller pieces of, it can be chicken thigh or chicken breast, what's usually thigh, uh, that's cut up and then briefly marinated in uh, sake, soy sauce, and ginger. And then you just toss it in cornstarch, potato starch, and fry it. It's very good. Nice. That that does sound really good. I recently figured out how to do uh, butter chicken and um that shit super good very nice. makes a mess of the kitchen though <laughs> I, i've never been very good with balancing indian spices cardamom cumin and uh yeah i i, I don't know what it is you go overboard on something i just never taste like how i think it should taste i don't know mm. do you and know maybe that's stereotypical you know butter chicken from an indian restaurant but that is you know that's how I resume supposed to be. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I wonder if you're not going hard enough. Like, that was the thing that I learned is that, like, I have to, like, go harder on the spices with those two dishes than I ever think I would. Um, huh. But. Interesting. All that aside. Mm, For the first God, I'm time. Hungry. Oh, what was that? God, I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. And I will say, for the first time in my life, I had chicken and waffles. What the, the other week? Yeah, 
I, I, growing up, I was not much of a waffle person. And I always thought the idea of eating like something savory on something that normally goes with syrup was weird. But then I was like, oh, I kind of get it. Like you put honey on hot chicken to like cut it a bit or like mix it. And then I was like, I guess I'll try chicken and waffles because I've never done it. And everyone talks about how good it is. Um, it's sure enough. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I'll do it again. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Um, it's like a nice, sweet, savory, salty, and in my case, spicy combo wombo. And uh, sometimes you want it all. So, yeah. Dane, there's your justification mm. for sweet tea. I, 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 for the life of me, I still don't see it, but sure. I, as an as someone that drinks a lot of tea, I, I don't like sweet tea purely because I like the bitterness of regular tea. Same. And I think, and I think that's where it gets me. But also, the same goes for coffee. I make my coffee extra black because I like it. I like that bitterness. Um, Unpopular opinion. I very much dislike coffee. That's oh, great. I hate coffee personally. Good, good for the both of you. Honestly, like I, I am like finally at a point where I'm considering, or I, I, I'm out of. I'm like coming to the end of my coffee making phase. I like got into the whole like, oh, grinding and like having the temperature at the, the water and now i don't care i'm 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 at the point where i'm considering getting flash frozen coffee cubes that are decaf oh, yeah. Yeah, um, no, do that because i have i'd have no desire to brew a cup of coffee anymore um Fair. and yeah dane i'll bring you some loose leaf tea next time we hang out oh please and, yeah so good cuz i have i have a ton of loose leaf tea that i am not able to sip through cuz i don't really I primarily just drink water these days. Um, I stopped drinking soda after college, and except with the exception of ginger beer, because it's the one drink I can go to the bar and be like, I'll have a Moscow Mule straight. <laughs> and then they'll look at me funny and then hand me a ginger beer. <laughs> with a little lime. Yeah, with a little lime, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll get like Jamaican ginger beer. That's, that's, that's a lot spicier for sure yeah and it's funny because jamaican ginger beer is not in the soda section at my grocery store it's in the spice section like the hot sauce section on the bottom shelf in the back Weird. you have to like crawl on all fours and reach and get it because it's just that hot um that stuff's Weird. good um mm. that stuff is what i would call premium uh but i don't know real quick before we before we uh wrap up how do you two feel about like Beyond and Impossible Meats? Because I was at the store yesterday and chicken was significantly more expensive than Beyond Meat um, for a pound. Um, it might just be a thing that's happening right now. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. So I got Beyond Meat and I, I like Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat. Whenever there's Will an has, option to get it out here, I, I get it. Um, Will has more opinions than me, so I'm going to say my piece real quick um will also has interesting things to say about it um but yeah I'm uh long story short for me is uh it's typically pretty carb heavy so mm. it does me no good um and so i i keep it's not a good option for me interesting. um good to know though i really wish it was mm. um because before all of this dietary stuff i was starting to toy with the idea of vegetarianism um in particular as like just pr 
probably a, a good for one's health and also good for the environment and you know animal cruelty and whatnot um and then i got this dietary restriction and suddenly it was like oh shit um like the idea of doing a meatless version of this is really hard to imagine honestly so yeah um you tell me when that lab grown meat shows up and if uh there's a like impossible burger based off of not super starch heavy stuff i am there for it though will do Um, but will you literally worked on some of this stuff oh my god really um i wouldn't say worked on it literally but i the the work that i do is very tangentially related to uh lab grown meats so cool but just a quick comment on what dane is saying i think there is some criticism of alternative meats being similar or worse in terms of calories and nutritional Mm. content and that is certainly a concern so yeah i I think at the moment the purpose of impossible foods and beyond is trying to simulate meat and provide those calories as an alternative to cruelty uh you know based meat production which is totally viable and personally i have no preference between impossible and regular meat but um I guess kind of as a background for thinking about alternative proteins uh, as a field is very interesting to me because my research is in uh, fermentation science. So the idea of taking a small microbe of some kind and making a product out of it. So for me, that's using uh, a microbe referred to as E. coli. There are many different kinds of E. coli. Some are pathogens, some are not. We're using one that is not a pathogen to make biofuels. Um, so sometimes you use an organism to make a product, but sometimes that organism in itself is the product. So there's a couple different companies that are actually, one of which is starting up in Boulder, where the cell biomass, the, the physical growing of the cell itself, is the product, and that is the protein. So Dane, for you, as an alternative that will be coming out soon in Boulder is a company called Meaty. They use a filamentous fungi, which is effectively a, a, fungi, a, a fungus that grows in long rods, mm-hmm. uh, that can be extruded in such a way that makes protein fibers, quotation marks, uh, that supposedly mimics steak and chicken uh, protein fibers fairly well. I have not tried it personally, but it is available in some uh, grocery stores. Or not grocery stores, excuse me, restaurants. So that is, that sounds very promising to me because like mushrooms are well within my dietary. um, So uh, So if, so if, if it has, if it's similar enough to other fungi and it's like high on protein, low on carbohydrates, that's fucking great. I would love that. I would love that. Even if it isn't, I like mushrooms. You can cook mushrooms in ways that are very similar to meat. So I think for you, Dane, that is the alternative that is I think most promising for your kind of diet. Um, impossible foods and I think this is where Dane's criticism comes in approaches it in a completely different way they use microbes to produce part of their um, alternative meat is the heme protein that they talk a lot about so it's the red component or the iron Mm. component of the food and that's added in purely to give you first color and then also the interactions that happens with other uh, proteins, fats, amino acids that give you sort of these complex flavors that you normally see in meat itself, and that's kind of why mm. meat bleeds. It's not blood, it's your heme, it's your components of the, the meat that make it red. And so 
that has both a that is primarily in there for my mind for flavor and appeal to transition people away from traditional meat sources which um, is totally great that's not yeah. the pro that's that the problem just comes in from like what it's the the for lack of a better team the meat of it actually is yeah yeah because I the, guess, the, the, yeah. The, the main components i believe are soy protein and then also coconut fat um, but that, I'm sure there, that was just me reading about this a while ago. I'm sure they have some proprietary mixture to approximate the appropriate taste, texture, and all those things. But yes, there are starch components in it as binding agents, I believe. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not, so it's not too far from like, say a morning star, like, like veggie patty. Morning star. Yeah. Is like your rice and bean based patties so it it's you know sort of this realm of plant-based foods um okay i i wouldn't say it's terribly far from it but it's more morning star and vegetarian uh burgers are just their own thing at this point gotcha. what separates it is uh impossible foods and beyond and all of them attempting to simulate uh mm. meat because people who are vegetarians are going to look for the morning star thing yeah um, People who are currently eat meat but are willing to try new things are going to try impossible. Yeah, that's okay. That's interesting. I mean, I don't know if we've I don't know if we've talked about it because by the time you all met me, I was eating meat. But I grew up vegetarian until uh, mm -hmm. I was fourteen, and so just, having do you have to wean back onto protein after that? Yeah, basically, um, we had to slowly introduce it over the course of like a year because. Mm -hmm. My dad got a job at a meat company, um, and that's what killed the vegetarianism in our family. Um, but for a long time, like Morningstar was like what I expected from a lot of burgers. And mm. not getting that flavor was always a disappointment. Um, but, huh, I'm curious now, now that I know that how different they are and like how they're made, um, I'll be curious to kind of see where it goes that was really interesting will thank you for uh, sharing that and dane yeah, of course one day you will find a great fun guy mushroom meat substitute for your soul i just, um, i we'll i i i don't care where it i mean i actually do care i would prefer it to come from my meat to come from a lab rather than an animal but um until then, I I I'm, I can't make myself sick all the time. So yeah, no, I don't blame you. I mean, being sick all the time sucks. Like the first time I had real milk was uh, in college, and I didn't realize that I was lactose <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, intolerant because uh, I grew up with alternative milks. Because my my mom and my dad are lactose intolerant, I believe. So I just didn't have that exposure really. So I totally get the whole not wanting to be sick from eating food because it sucks. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Dane Salt has meaty on their menu, which is a restaurant in oh, Salt. Colorado. Yeah, I know Salt. All right. All right. Worth giving it a shot. There you go. Salt. I don't think I, is that is that a new restaurant? I don't think I've been there. It's, it's, it's always been a Pearl Street. Yeah, it's been there a while now. Where on Pearl? Uh, mall, right? Like West End. Yeah, West End off the mall. Although the mall's gotten pretty extended at this point. Okay. Um. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I've I might I've probably been there then. Um. 
Yeah. Not unlikely. Yeah. But uh, any, anyhow. Yeah, we are definitely at time. And oh, Will, definitely. Uh, this was a pleasure having you on the show. Really, Hell yeah. really glad to catch up with you. Let's do this again soon. And well, you'll have to tell us about Germany when you get back. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. Let me know whenever you guys want to chat. Happy to make some time. Yeah. Um, and Dane, you should go eat. <laughs> we, we should all go eat too. Eat. I'm starving. Yeah. All, all three of us need to go eat. Yeah. We've been talking about food for 45 minutes. I know. At, <laughs> hungry. You know. Alrighty. We're going to go eat. The rest of you should go eat as well. Uh, uh, unless you were eating while you were, don't don't overeat. Yeah. You know, don't make yourself yeah. sick. Don't do but that. If you're hungry, go eat. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, goodbye. Say goodbye, Will. <laughs> goodbye.